Media, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. And this episode is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated, located in Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Been in the biz for over 30 years. You got to protect your investment. Start from the top. Doesn't matter if it's residential or commercial rooftops. Flawless Roofing Service Incorporated has you covered. And I must say that Flawless Roofing's business name may not be mentioned as much going forward after the month of November. They are retiring, but as they transition to retirement, they are still accepting business. You can reach out to them at flawlessroofing.ca to get more information on when you can get your free quote or get your roof completed. But in terms of not hearing their name, on this podcast after November. Well, of course, with them transitioning to retirement, uh, the sponsorship will no longer be in place after November. But for this week, we will be mentioning Flawless Roofing. But afterwards, uh, you'll have to get in touch with them through their website, flawlessroofing.ca. But at any time you want to get connected with Flawless Roofing, we will certainly help you out. You can email 91networksm at gmail.com or just comment below or reach out to any of the platforms or through any of the platforms of the Game Sports Podcast. Now, this is the Monday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. The Game Sports Podcast is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and it's a snowy Monday here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I don't know where you're located, if it's southern, northern, east, west, Europe, overseas, wherever it is. If you don't have snow, you're lucky. Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Despite how big of a hockey fan I may be, I'm not really in love with the snow. I like it one day a year, and that's really for Christmas. Other than that, I don't care if the snow is here or gone, but I, I, I'm i really not a fan. I'd rather be enjoying the hot weather. But nonetheless, the snow looks like it may be here to stay, and it's November the 27th. So... Might be a long winter. Maybe I'm wrong, but we will see. I've already shoveled my driveway twice this year so far, and that's two times more than last year in November. But I must say an act of kindness here where I'm located uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. There was neighbors helping neighbors with snow blowing this evening due to this kind of the, I don't want to say snowstorm, but it's been a lot of snowfall here today. So just an act of kindness. If you feel like it today, pay, pay it forward. Just help out somebody. Help out a neighbor. If you snowblow in your driveway, look over. If they got a driveway that isn't miles long, go over there and do it for them, especially if they're elderly or if they look like that they're struggling. Go help them. Uh, I wasn't struggling. I was having a good time. Had my music in, shoveling, but a neighbor decided to come on over and help me out, and we ended up sharing each other's names. Never met the guy before, and we had a cold pint and, and just chit-chatted. Look, despite how I must not like winter that much because of the coldness, I guess it does connect people, especially in communities, especially when it comes to snowblowing. Now that I get through the nonsense of my opener, I apologize, I must get to the agenda for tonight's episode. Now, you're going to have me here on the opener. I'm going to get to some little bits and pieces. I'm going to keep my usual opener where I'm sporadic, where I'm all over the place, a little bit of side news, some hot take news per se. And then I am going to touch on one topic that I talked about last week on last Monday about youth hockey. I received a very interesting message. I'm not going to name the individual that reached out to me, but I'm going to read something from them uh, that was talking about youth hockey and the cost of youth hockey, in particular in Ontario. I, I guess you can quote Hockey Canada with that, but Ontario in general. 
And that's the first segment here. In the second segment, we're going to have a top shelf segment. And I'm going to have Alex Parr join me. And we are hoping that Dane Hanchero will be able to join as well. Dane had a long day traveling because he was at the Michigan-Ohio State game this past weekend. We'll have to get some news on that if he is able to join us. And speaking about football, we did not have a Wednesday edition last week. And people are asking, well, why didn't you? It was a Thanksgiving week. Look, EJ, big part, big contributor, American Thanksgiving we decided to give the panel the week off from the Wednesday night edition. So in the pocket didn't happen on Wednesday, nor did an episode on Wednesday in general. We decided to take the day off their last minute decision. We apologize about any inconvenience, but we are back this week. We will have an episode obviously today and on Wednesday, and we will have a special edition upload coming this week as well. So lots of big things coming this week in particular. Now, as I mentioned, the game is sponsored by, uh, well, this episode is sponsored by Fall Roofing, but we are powered by and sponsored by 91N as well, 91 Network. Head over to the YouTube channel to check that out. Now, I'm about five minutes into my show and I talk nonsense, go through the agenda. But look, I'm sitting here. If you're enjoying this content on the video, obviously, November is almost coming to an end. And I've grown my mustache every year for the past number of years and it seems to be growing different every year. I've been changing the look every year, but you know what? If you've donated or you've taken part in November, we appreciate that. Men's mental health and mental health research in, in general is very important here on the Game Sports Podcast and also 91M. Obviously, uh, it's something that holds dear to our hearts um, with mental health and the stigma. Donate to any charity. It could be November. It could be any cause. Just donate if you are able to, of course, or contribute in any way, like how people are with Movember. It's uh, an enjoyable month per se, the one time of year where I have a mustache. So if you're if you're interested in it, take a screenshot, pause the video now, take a screenshot if you want to try to model after it. To be honest, I tried to copy a Travis Kelsey look. It's obviously not going the way I expected it to go. Now, I want to qu- say a happy belated birthday to my wife. I mentioned that last week. Uh, her birthday was last Tuesday, but I want to say, hey, Social media manager. She does everything here on the Game Sports Podcast. She does everything behind the scenes for yours truly. So happy birthday to my wife. Also, tomorrow, November the 20th, is my mother's birthday. She turns 60. So official. I'm going to get all the birthday shouts out of the way before I forget. Let's get to the first segment. I want to bring up one piece of news that really had a good piece, um, kind of a good place in my heart today because I really feel that women's sports have taken a good step forward. You know, you got the women's basketball league, the hockey league, obviously soccer has been tremendous and Canadian women's soccer. When Canada won the gold medal, uh, it was, it was impactful for, for youth soccer, especially. And today, and this is as per TSN, I'm reading it directly. BC places to rename its place as Christine Sinclair place for her final match for Canada. Now, obviously it's not a full change because Obviously, if you got a name change, a lot more behind that. But Christine Sinclair will have the the stadium renamed after for her final match when she plays for Canada. That's amazing. Christine Sinclair, when you think of Canadian soccer for women, that is who you think of, right? There's there's other females who've had such a tremendous impact. And not, doesn't, I don't want to discount anybody else who's been on that team, especially the gold medal team who had a great time there. But Christine Sinclair. That's, that's the name. And that could be my generation. It could be my age. But she has obviously been a, a, an image for Canadian soccer and youth women's soccer and definitely helped change the movement. And now, obviously, she's been on the forefront, you know, when it comes to a lot of debate between men's and women's soccer, when it comes to salaries, et cetera. But we're not going to get into that this episode. We've talked about that on a previous episode. Maybe we'll revisit in the future. But this is about Christine Sinclair and well-deserved 
for Christine Sinclair to have that. That's a good little honor. I like. I really like that. Uh, I feel that it's deserved. Anything that's involving around Canadian soccer in the future, I think Christine Sinclair should have her staple on. If it's a name, if it's her representation, whatever it may be, Christine Sinclair should be around. And now it's going to pave the way because of all the exposure that she was able to help get a lot of the youth involved with. Hopefully it paved the way for youth talent to develop. And also maybe we'll see some someone else in the future who will uh, be like a Christine Sinclair and just be an image for Canadian soccer. Maybe there's somebody on the team now that will grow into that, but nonetheless, Canadian soccer is on the up and up, in my my opinion, more so for men's and women's. It's going really well, but I love that name, name change for Christine's last game. Fantastic. Now, what I want to mention is quickly the the youth hockey last episode last week you can check it out it was on november now i can't do my days right november the 20th seven days ago i guess i can't do my math uh, i did a recording where i talked about youth hockey and as i said here if you're on the video portion you can know that i'm looking down right now i want to make sure that i pull out exact quotes i was going back and forth with a friend of mine and he tuned into the episode and he heard how i talked about how and youth hockey, the cost, the schedule was one thing that I really pointed out in the in that episode. And I talked about how I felt the episode was not, or sorry, not the episode, my words, my apologies, that the schedule was not the way it used to be. I feel like Hockey Canada and the development in hockey for Canada in general has really taken a step back. Just from what I recall, and I'm not saying my age group was the best because, I mean, I was in or anyone else. No, no. I just feel like after the 1999 kind of area where things now have transitioned more. I feel like the developments went down. I think a big reason of that is because the costs has went up. And it's been really hard to afford and other sports have become more valuable in terms of image, baseball, basketball, soccer, I was to talk about soccer, but I digress with that. My point is last episode, I talked about the schedule, how they, I used to play. And if I, even if I wasn't like, obviously I rep hockey or house league, doesn't matter what league you're in. You played a lot of games, tournaments, games, regular season games, especially the rep teams you play all across Ontario. If you're playing in a, in a house league, per se, you're playing your six teams in your league numerous times, once, twice a week. You're going on tournaments once a weekend. You're doing fundraisers to go, and it's a lot easier to get fundraisers then. But nonetheless, I had a message from my friend who started talking a little bit more in depth about it. And he mentioned that I should have talked about how that – that six kids that made 14 under under triple a under 14 triple a dropped down to double a and how they can't afford more games to play because it costs over two thousand dollars the quote that was used was that also can't afford more games mississauga just costs two thousand dollars and that shit's crazy also there was also drama between coaches. We don't need to get into that, and that's not really what was mentioned here. But there was a there was an incident where a parent had a coach that took his kid on the AAA, and even though the kid was the worst out of the three, they said a bunch of parents said, we're going to go play AA because parents, son. And now they're ranked in second in Ontario. Okay? So... They also played 20 games across the river, which is in Sioux, Michigan, before they played their first game because it's tough playing in the north. So what he meant by that is he was able to get games easier across in Sioux, Michigan and the Michigan area than able to get games here because of the rules. 
And he mentioned, and I am saying he, but I'm not going to say name, but it's tough to find coaches, but parent coaches probably shouldn't be allowed at certain levels. And that is what he was mentioning here. But how the, his son was a goalie, his son's a player, triple A team and play, and parents being as smart as they are, especially now, nope, fuck it. I'm going to go do something else. So I talked about scheduling and he did mention this and the challenges of getting games. But furthermore, when you're when you're a parent to get your son on the team, look, it's almost like that happens in every age group. That was you know something that I knew, but I can be honest with you, the some of the parents that were reps, coaches, and their sons made it, they're actually really good hockey players, especially my age group. And I can name a few, but I won't. It's I felt my age group, the ninety one birth year, was very competitive here in Sault Ste. Marie. So the players that did make rep, didn't make rep. It was good. You can have a house league team that could play against the rep team in Sioux, Ontario at that point. But we're talking in general in the northern Ontario regions and even going up to the southern uh, southern Ontario, Mississauga, et cetera, $2,000 for extra for games. It's hard to schedule games. If you have parents that are coaches of players, there's favoritism. There's always going to be something involved there, but it's hard to get coaches. So it's hard to go and navigate around that. Okay. And that's one thing that they brought up. And the feedback that I want to give regards to that quickly as Alex Parr and Dane Hancher are currently I believe Dane's waiting. Let's hope he is because I'm excited to hear about his game uh, with, again, as he watched with Michigan, Ohio. But I want to mention that in terms of my friend's comments here, firstly, with terms of parents and coaches, look, if your son's on the team, I don't think you should coach. I'll be honest with you, as much as I'd like to sit here and joke, and if I have a son one day that I'd like to coach rep hockey, heck, I've coached junior hockey. I've played junior hockey. I've been through it all. So it would be a strong likelihood that I could maybe get that position, just being honest. Maybe, and the Sioux, there's a lot of competition for coaches too, but I'm just saying that if I, I – I would have a hard time picking my son unless he was good enough. But if you don't pick your son, it's kind of like a family issue, right? So if my son's in that age group, I would not want to coach. I, I feel like politics are, are a, a real thing and they shouldn't be a part of the game. It should not be a part of it any which way. That's number one. Number two, the costs of games. I've talked about last week. you got to find a way to make the game more affordable. I'm not going to sit here and start thinking of ideas. I would really stretch my time. But you got to find a way to make the game more affordable. you got to make it more manageable for families and kids to be able to have development and training and get back to what it used to be, the routine practices, more games. But the enrollment's not as big as it used to be, so you got to find a way around that. But in terms of the second point, give them more games. Actually, that's my third point. Sorry, my second point. Continuing, make it more affordable. Find a way to make it more affordable for the kids. That's not my job. That's for the board. Thirdly, getting them more games. Look, I can sit here and, like I said, talk about how the parents coaching their kids uh, or or the payment, the cost. Yes, those are obvious. Heck, I can even mention about hitting being a challenge. But when it comes to scheduling games, you got to get them games. And you got to look at the permit if you're Hockey Canada. you got to find a way to really combine with hockey in the United States. I know the laws are different. Things are different. But you got to find a way to come to a medium to maybe find a way to give these players more games to develop more. You're wondering why your talent isn't developing as much. You're wondering this and you're wondering that. Look, maybe just give them more games and chance to grow. And then you might get more enrollment. Or, hey, you might get bigger leagues, bigger involvement. Or you may have something there. But... In general, more games need to happen. And when I'm sitting here hearing that it costs an extra two grand to do this and do that, it makes sense because everything's expensive. But how do you expect that to be affordable for parents, especially in today's era? It's not going to happen. Hockey Canada has talent that it can develop. It's a, Hockey is the face of Canada in, in a lot of ways, still the number one sport. But we've taken a step back and there's things that have to improve. Not even the matter of the first point that I brought up. Payment is the biggest thing. 
and also scheduling to give them more games and more exposure to the ice. And also, I'm a fan of hitting being introduced younger, not as it is now later. But that's another conversation. Comment below. Let me know what you think about what I talk about youth hockey. I hope my friend doesn't mind me sharing some of the stories. I didn't mention any names. I didn't mention anything in general. But nonetheless, it was a topic that was brought up, and I'm glad to see some interaction from myself and also some other individuals uh, that connected and reached out to me. Sorry, I didn't read your points, but this one really caught my eye because of the cost and because really of the in-depth discussion that we had. And truly, there, there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen. I don't know what it is going to take, but there has to be some people that have to come together and really come up with better ideas and fast for Hockey Canada or in particular in Ontario. I'm going to take a quick breather. I'm going to have a nice sip of my usual beverage while recording. And we're going to have Alex Parr for sure coming on by and hopefully Dan Hantro to join for the second and final segment of this episode of the Game Sports Podcast sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Sure Steel Incorporated, and powered by 91N. As I said, we'll be right back. We're going to be coming back with the top shelf segment. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host you this evening on the Game Sports Podcast. Now, I'll say first and foremost that Dane Hantro could not join us this evening. We did hope he was able to come by, but he seems to be a little too exhausted after his trip back from Michigan. So we're going to have to wait and pause to hear about that story about Michigan and Ohio State. Maybe he'll have to try to come on Wednesday. If not, we'll have him on Monday next week. This is the Top Shelf segment of the Game Sports Podcast and the usual Monday contributor. And you hear him on the special edition uploads as well. A little teaser, you will hear him on the upcoming special edition upload as well. That's coming this week, as promised. The one and only Alex Parr. What else, Dave? What else have I done recently? Uh, <laughs> if you're on Oh, video, that's right. That's right. I beat you in fantasy. Ugh. You remember that, Dave? Remember that back on uh, Monday morning when you woke up and opened your fantasy app and said you took a big L? You were projected to beat me by 120 points, and you dropped the ball. You remember that? So I thought I'd just dress up a little bit, you know? You know? Really look the part. You do look the part. I love the robe. Mm -hmm. I don't even know mm -hmm. if you have a shirt on underneath. I can't even tell. Is that it? It's just, a, it's just like a, a beige shirt. I you know? thought you. I thought maybe you shaved your chest for this occasion. No. God <laughs> I thought no. you shaved, I shaved your chest. And he said, I am just going to show bare chest this episode. Dave, bare chest. Dave, I am your daddy now. And dads have chest hair, okay? <laughs> the know. last thing I was ever going to do is shave that off. <laughs> you want to so, – Listeners, sorry, you know I played par in hockey fantasy this year, this week. This past oh, you did? Week, and I lost. Uh, and mm. I was expected to win. And, you know, By granted, a lot. By a lot. lot. It's the story of my season. I'm one and six this year in hockey fantasy. Mm. One and six. So mm -hmm. before we came on this episode, Par showed, or before this segment, Par showed me this getup that he has going on. And on top of him showing me this getup, he also showed me a better way to show myself on camera. Yeah, if anybody's <laughs> watching this, go watch the opening and then compare it to this. Yeah, please. Different. You can still see Flawless Roofing there at the top. It's a nice calendar drop for our sponsor this episode, Dave, but still. Dave, they can actually see it better now. And you can actually see what says there. I can't read. There we go. Number and number. And the logo mm -hmm. looks very familiar if you like Top Gun. I'm a, I, I really like Top Gun. But nonetheless, back to fantasy hockey. I picked the team, long story short, no excuse, in Italy at 3 a.m., hungover. Picked the team based on points. 
Did not read the rules. That's my fault. Didn't know about PIMS. Didn't know about hits. Plus minus. PIMS is not defenders. in it. PIMS is not in it. See, I don't even know. Goaltending, you know, like I went with just wins and shutouts, presuming, but there's more to it, I think. There is there's saves. There is saves. So I didn't pick that. See, I don't even remember the Well, what? Did you, did you pick goalies going, oh, this guy doesn't make a lot of saves, but he's really good. He's just going to win games. I went for yeah. hurt. He's going to play 60 games. That's what I want. Sam, I thought beginning Samsonov was going to be good, but obviously. So I dropped Buddy. him and got Gibson now. But One of the best goalies in fantasy this year is uh, Peter Morazic because he just makes a bunch of saves because his team gets shelled. Man. Don't even tell me he makes saves. The guy couldn't stop a fucking beach ball when he was in Toronto. Dave, he's like a top 10 fantasy goalie this year. He makes saves. As I sit here sipping my delicious drink is the only thing that's delicious right now. Because I did lose. I'm 1-6 in fantasy hockey. And anyone that Are you dead me, last? Are you dead yeah, last? Dead last. I've never been last. I've never. I've only lost one hockey pool in my life. One and you came pool. second, right? How would you know? Hmm. Because you don't shut the fuck up about it. You never shut up about it. So I'm just here to make sure that, you know, the guy that had all this talk, oh, I'm so great at fantasy. Oh, I'm so great. Now we're sitting here, what is this, November 11th. You're in deadline, or November 27th, sorry. Sorry, I looked at the 11th. My bad. At least I have the numbers where they count. my loss record? Is that my loss record? At least I have my numbers where they count. You take all this talk, and here you are. Dead last, still haven't paid. For the fantasy league yet i'll pay you and you don't even know how to use your light don't worry dave i'm here to set you right i'll teach you everything i know par even sent me a link to look at fantasy notes this week that's how good did you even open it did you even open it not yet at work i did briefly but i will tonight i I promise the the thing i have to come up and do big boy things at the shovel you gotta open it up because it'll tell you who what teams play the most that week and what teams play the least so if you have a team that's only playing two games and you have a really bad player from that team, oh, drop them and add one of the free agents who has four games that week. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. But now you've already burned your Monday 7 o'clock games. So, you know. Do you, do you want to hear something even funnier? No, I never thought. If you would have told me this five years ago, let alone ten, I was first in football fantasy. Now I'm tied in first, I believe it is now. But nonetheless, I digress. It, it, top in the league. Is that making you feel better? No. If you mm. would have told me that I'm a top football fantasy GM mm. and a last hockey GM, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "You're on, you're on drugs. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing." I, I know football. I'm very good. I know the football. I know they do teach me to football. I know football. Hockey is everybody number one. I claim myself as the primary hockey expert, self-proclaimed. Baseball, numero deux. I, I don't speak French. You up. you said numero Spanish, and then you said deux French. So you don't speak Perfect. either one of those. Perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I pride myself football after that and basketball. Those are my four in order of mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am getting fucking shelled. So what does that mean? <laughs> if you think your hockey's your number one knowledge, then like, what's the, what do you know about the rest of them? That's that they're that they're played with a ball. <laughs> so it's lucky that I don't. I I got very. I got a very good football team actually, and I knew it was good. And Yahoo said it was a C minus team. Fucking team's gross. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, team's hockey. an F minus. Well, We're okay. Well, who's your hockey. biggest disappointment? Who's your biggest disappointment this year? Who's letting you down? Hockey fantasy. Mm-hmm. 
Oh God. Uh, Line A, I guess Line A would be one. Um, if I had to really think, nah, Clayton Keller has been okay, but he's on Arizona. Thomas Hurdle, right? But he's on. He's San a free Jose. agent. See, you don't even have Hurdle. He's a free I, agent right now. I dropped him. That's great. See, I don't even fucking remember. But no, my biggest disappointment is one hundred percent. The man in the mirror, Patrick Line. Really? What, when did you draft Patrick Line? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh round. I don't. My first overall pick, first round pick, was Jack Hughes. And that, that's a good pick. And then I picked Mitch Marner because it was a snake draft. So I got Marner. So I thought those were two good picks. And then, like, I realized – Mitch Marner should be a big disappointment for you. That guy fucking sucks. My biggest steal, Cole Caulfield by a landslide. I got mm-hmm. that guy as my third last pick. Third last mm-hmm. pick. I look down. I see Cole Caulfield, N.A. I'm like, the guy's not N.A. The guy is ready to play hockey, and he's going to score a lot of goals for Montreal. And I, I remember – it was my fourth last pick, and I said out loud to myself, I want this one other guy, and I forget who the guy was. I want this one other guy. I bet you Cole will still be there. I'll gamble. I did it, and I was like 18 picks away, and I forgot. I was like, oh, no, he's going to get taken. And I had my name highlighted on Cole Caulfield. I was staring at the screen. I said, he better not go. He better not go. And then he didn't, and I got him. So my biggest steal is Cole Caulfield, I would say, more so. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. My record's one and six. So it's a, it's a joke. It's literally a joke. But I will say – I do need to better manage my lineup. I need to take more time in looking at my lineup. And if you are in hockey fantasy, it's not like football. It's different. Let more games in a week. You got to pay fucking attention, as I swear for the 10th time this segment. But would anybody that's requesting me trades, nonsense trades, I know I'm not doing well in standings, but anyone that's in that league or anyone that's in a league in general, don't send stupid trades. Don't be an idiot. Don't be. I know that my team isn't last. That doesn't mean that I don't know nothing about hockey. Okay, I do know <laughs> hockey. I know the game that is on the ice that plays with the puck. And when you offer somebody who is like 80 points of fantasy support, I can't even remember because it's a stupid trade. Okay, when you offer me David Camp and something else or whatever the hell you're doing, you didn't offer me Camp, for Cole Caulfield, But for Jack Hughes, fly a kite. I'm not making that trade. I will reject every trade that comes in. I'm telling this right now. Anyone that's in my league, don't request a trade from me. I am so upset about how I didn't pay attention. I'm so upset that I – I'm so in last that I'm believing in my team to bounce back. That's how much I'm in last, that I'm not making a trade because I believe in my team. I will make drops and waiver claims, but I am not making a trade. So anyone who's making dumbass trades to me, reject I purposely log in right away as soon as it's sent, hit reject. I don't care if I'm in a meeting. I don't care what's going on. I hit reject. No no offers on fantasy. But, I'm, sending you, I'm sending you a trade right now. Hold on. But in terms of there that right now, in terms of you that trade. right now, you send me a trade, I'm going to reject mm-hmm. it before the second. Go, go, go read it off. Go read it off. It's really good. I think, I, yeah, I think you should consider it. Okay. So if anyone's wondering, from blank, blank, ranch. Robertson's doesn't need to be blank. It does. Hey, nobody commented. Nobody commented, so they can't know your name. It's fine. Alex Parr has made, uh, made me offer Mitch Marner, Cole Caulfield, and Jack Hughes for Vincent Trocheck. That has literally been the freaking trade <laughs> that I've been getting. 
I'm gonna pop it up right. I, I, I know it's bad, bad radio. I, I bad radio. Whatever it is, video. If you can pause. And you see read that. it out. You read it I read, out. Listen, I'm gonna go in there right now because I purposely love going in there and hitting the red reject button. Do you want to hit reject? I absolutely do. But those are trades. Vinny Protect's a great locker room guy. He would really shake guy. things up for you. I don't need a locker room guy. I need to. I need a better GM. He I would think. really tell I Carter think. Hart and John Gibson to knock it off and play better. Imagine your two goalies being from Philadelphia and Anaheim, dude. Give your fucking head a shade. God damn. Man, it's called did not read the rules. My point is that this whole thing discussion. You know that those teams aren't good. Man, he 60 games I thought Hart would play. Get me 35 wins. 20, 30 wins. You think. 30 wins? Yeah, have another, Dave. Have another. You think fucking Carter Hart's going to get you 35 wins? Have another. 30 wins. I like Carter Hart. The guy's going to get traded this year. Carter Hart is going to wow. be a fucking Edmonton Oiler at this point by the end of this year, and he probably still won't win games. So oh, perfect. Much. Another underperforming goaltender to go to Edmonton. That's awesome. And he fit right that's, in. That's exactly what they want. But point of my whole point is over the last 12 minutes is that I lost to par in fantasy. I picked the team without reading the rules, going by mm-hmm. points only. My fault. Bad GM. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to believe in this team to either finish in last or battle back at the end of the year. guys. I just want you to know that the top eight – that the top eight teams make playoffs. So you're, you got a lot of work to do. It's a 12 team league. It's called paying attention to your lineup. So do that in fantasy, mm-hmm. not just football, do it in hockey. Par, we got some hockey news to talk about. We talked about fantasy news. You talked about some waiver pickups, some guys to pick up. That's nice. I got a friend mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out, um, shout out to. So fantasy puck, no free ads, but they've been on this podcast before and they got some great content over there and they plug this show a lot over there so i want to make sure I give them love they got over seven thousand subscribers now on youtube i believe they're a local youtube channel they talk about the hot picks and fantasy each week we're actually in the middle of trying to get mike to come on again once a month to do some fantasy chat with us so that'll be good speaking of fantasy that was a great segue to promote that part so that's perfect i just sit there in your absolutely sexy attire and if you, you're on radio if you're listening you better, to audio, you better just in the video you you better call out my quick. You need it. I need you need GM. all the help you can get. Listen, uh, I need a new GM. I'm gonna demote what? myself to owner and give a new GM to my really. Lab. And you really? watch you watch that team yeah. fly to the top. You're really? you're looking at the commissioner of the league. I catch a whiff of any of that, buddy. You're <laughs> sending me fifty bucks and getting kicked out the door. <laughs> Listen, any way to win, Par. Buddy, you're dead last and haven't paid. That's double shit guy move right there. I, I owe you money. I yeah, do you owe do. him money. Yeah, you I do. Mm-hmm. I, was thinking about that. I was thinking about that today, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost December, Dave. We started this back in October. I said anybody that didn't I thought, pay. Uh, I thought I last place got their money back. <laughs> that's funny, got Dave. Their, got their money that's, back. That's, that's funny. Like, that's why you're much. in last place, just trying to break even. <laughs> I should name my team that now. Change it from Who's Your Daddy to Everybody's to My Daddy. This is what you break, should change it to. Break even. Okay. The last place. The, I I hope you think don't think that because last place did not get fifty bucks. I don't think that. I think okay. Told, I think you would have told me to keep my money by now. You're lucky. You're lucky. We were going to do a last place punishment, but we didn't decide on one before the end of the year or before the beginning of the season, rather. So I was like, well, Listen, we can't start one now. If anybody's on a trip picking a fantasy team. Don't do it. Don't do it. Withdraw from the league if you have to. Blame it on whatever you want, Dave. Blame it on whatever you want. And read the rules is number two. 
You have but, to see, see the guy whose fault that is multiple times a day when you go to the bathroom or walk past a mirror in the bedroom. So yeah, maybe yeah, take it up with him. Read the rules. Mm-hmm. Now, hockey news. Minnesota Wild have fired head coach Dean Evison, uh, mm-hmm. and they've hired John Hines. Uh, John mm-hmm. Hines was fired by Nashville back – fired by Nashville. I said that right. Uh, in May, obviously coached New Jersey, coached Nashville. Now he's in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's abysmal, okay? There's third last in the league, 5-10, the minus 20 goals differential. They, they had better expectations this year. Kaprizov, you got Zuccarello, guys that are pretty big difference makers. Spurgeon, who I'm a big fan. I think he's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, to be honest. I think Spurgeon is is great overpaid. I don't think $7.5 million is – I shouldn't be speaking overpaid paid as a Leaf fan, but $7.5 million is a lot of money for Spurgeon, but still – as Parr would say, he's still a locker room guy. Uh, there's there's Minnesota that had expectations this year, and they're not living up to it, right? And who's going to take the blame? We hear it all the time on memes with Letter Kenny or you know with Shorzy. The coach has got to wear it, right? The coach has to wear the the uh, the blame, and it starts from there. But really, I think it's just a slow start. Uh, okay, Minnesota bounce back. I don't think John Hines is the answer, Parr. For real, I, I good. Based on his interviews, I think he's a modern apo- approach. But there's one coach as a free agent right now, and I understand yeah, there's a history, but I'm a big fan of him. I've talked about it on the show. Joel Quenville. That is a guy that I think will get your team to that next step because he's because he's systematic. Really good. Because he's really good at covering up allegations and, and things that happen. Okay. That's why I didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. But minus that, which is bad, minus that – Still a good coach, but John Hines is the new coach in Minnesota. Par, do you think? You think? Look, Edmonton did it. Minnesota maybe saw Edmonton win the last three of the last four games or five games. Okay, the Edmonton's won two straight games. Did you say Edmonton there? Yeah, they won three of the last five. I believe is what Edmonton's won three of the last. No, five. they don't have. They haven't but, beat a good team yet. But Minnesota, uh, you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. And in Minnesota, you can't show me either of those. I mean, as a good GM myself, I would know four and three in fantasy hockey. Very good. Very, very good. After starting off with the lowest points total after three weeks. Yeah. Battle back. It's great. Um, You need a goalie. You think Gustafson's going to do it? I don't. You think Flurry's going to do it at this point? I don't think he's going to do it. Ten years ago. Show Show me a team with a good goalie. I'll show you a good coach. You can build a team. It's the old adage. Built from the net out, right? Mm. Uh, modern hockey is a lot different than what it used to be. Like, if you think of the early thousands, Martin Broder, right? New Jersey Devils hockey in the thousands were the most boring hockey to watch. But they were the, a good team because they were Scott Stevens, Niedermeyer. They, they had systematic. Their best forward never got over 70 points a season. Ilias, Sakura, Jason Arnott when he was there. I'm pulling out nostalgic names right now. Mm-hmm. The... New Jersey's defense, they won games 2-1, 3 2-1-0. That was also the era, though. It was some, the era. Nobody it's scored different. back then. It was Now it's different, right? You've got players that are faster. I wouldn't say they're stronger. I don't, I don't want to say they're stronger because it's a, it's, it was a tougher league back then, a lot tougher, but it's a lot more skill now. A lot more skill. The sticks, technology really evolved the game, too, to a degree with shooting the puck, sticks, and – it is different. It does help, especially when sticks are $429 brand new, which blows my mind. But you have a 
a, a system and net that as long as you have a goalie you can win you games. Look at Vegas. They won with Aiden Hill last year. I wouldn't have predicted Aiden Hill being a Stanley Cup winner. But they got Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Brain McNabb, Hag. They have tough stay-at-home defensemen that know how to play the position of defense. And up front, hard nose, just grind. They don't give up. They go in the corners. They grind. They'll they'll take a punch, and they'll give one 10 times harder back. In the front of the net, they don't stop until that whistle blows. Until they hear the whistle blow, they don't care. They'll take a punch. I just said that. Punch. And they'll, they'll say, okay, let's go. They'll drop it right then and there. Other teams, not naming any teams, Minnesota's one of them, uh, that, that are soft. They are soft. They're not as strong as they should be. They have a good defensive sound, defensive core. Spurgeon. They got Erickson Eck up front, who's probably one of the best two-way players in the game. But you don't have the balance. And the net, as Parr said, Flurry, Gustafson. You could maybe win with them. Aiden Hill won with Vegas. But if you don't have the, the, the defense, you don't have the right forward core and model into modern hockey, it's not going to be successful. That's why I pointed Edmonton and Toronto. You also just need a goalie to get hot. I mean, what was it? 20, when, when did Chicago and Philadelphia meet in the finals of the battle of Anthony Emmy and Michael? No, Anthony Emmy no, and Michael Leighton. Right. 2010. Yeah, and Michael Leighton. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That. Patrick Kane scored that goal. And mm. while we're talking, Patrick Kane still doesn't have a team. Mm. There's rumors, right? Front runners. Mm. Toronto's in every team. Toronto is, Toronto is getting everybody, bro. Everybody. Toronto is getting... Is getting Kane. We're getting Sidney Crosby. We're getting Connor McDavid when he leaves Edmonton. That might that might actually be true. He ever leaves Edmonton. <laughs> besides, besides the point, as I get excited. Um, excited. You know that's why Dane's not coming on the show. Eh? You know that's why he's dodging us. Has he been on a show since the season started? He did one episode when the Oilers fired Woodcroft. That's it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Because that's been the best part of his hockey viewing season. Yep, good point. No, he didn't even like it. He was He was upset by it. I'm not a fan by, of that move. I wasn't. I think Ken Holland's a problem, and I've met Ken Holland before. He's actually a nice guy. We chirped about Babcock. I chirped him about Babcock going to Toronto, and he mm. told me, Par, he said, Red Wings will be fine because he was a Red Wing GM at that time. Mm. And now looking back, Babcock is such a, a canoe that I can't even talk about it. But nonetheless, point is, Patrick Kane's still looking for a team. Toronto's getting everybody, as I said, but Florida and Detroit seem to be the front runners, and I think it's going to be Florida. We, that might happen. It seems like the announcement's going to come any day now. Florida's had a slow start. They're battling back right now really fast, uh, and it's, if they get Patrick Kane, I think that helps that offense, a team that's very good defensively. And let me point out one thing. They haven't had Ekblad or Montour all year. Those are big. That's their top pairing. <laughs> Okay, let me let me give you an example. That's like Toronto not having Riley Brody. Ugh. It's like Toronto not having Klingberg Benoit. <laughs> True. It's all like Minnesota not having or not Minnesota. Oh, we're drawing a blank now. It's like uh, Tampa Bay not having Hedman and uh, Sergeyev. Right. Th- those 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 are the examples I'd like to use. But nonetheless, Patrick Kane to Florida seems like a foregone conclusion. But we'll see. Okay. Can we we'll can we talk about another defenseman in the league? Sure. Jacob Truba. Mm. He's on my fantasy team. Well, that's good because you're never going to have him suspended for anything. He could literally try to decapitate a guy and doesn't get hurt. Doesn't get a shit for it. I'm he's, a lot, he's trying to be a modern day Scott Stevens, man. He's trying to be. A, he's trying to be a modern day Scott Stevens. Why? I literally crushed Kadri last year 
But it was a clean hit. That was did, no. I, was a clean hit. Did you not see you what know, he did last week or like a couple days ago? I actually missed it. I did see the points. So was Sean Avery. I missed it. I might, if I if I could, I'll try to figure. He grabs his clip. stick like a baseball bat and hits Trent Frederick in the head. Point blank. Wind up, bang, right in the head. You looking it up? I am looking it up. Yeah, it's good stuff. So he does this. And I mean, what are you thinking as soon as you see that? Suspension, right? Obviously. Donald, Marty McSorley brought Donald Bashir. He took a stick to the temple back in the sure. late, late 90s or early 1000s. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So you probably don't remember that, but it's all good. I don't, it's, no. No, but it's all good. Keep How, was he suspended? Was, was Mr. McSorley suspended for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot. I think he was almost banned. Uh, McSorley Brashear suspension. I'll pop it up right now. It's on NHL Wiki. Uh, 4.7 seconds left. He suffered a concussion. Yeah, we know that. Brashear returned to the end of the game. Okay, Brashear returned to play. McSorley, who missed 23 games, and his suspension officially set one year after. Okay. Had a suspension officially set at one year following the conviction, but ultimately never played an NHL game after. She had a one year suspension. Wow. Internet tells you things quick, eh? Only one year suspension. Now go, go, go watch the Truba video now. You go watch that Truba video and you tell me what suspension you would give out to him. Because when I see this, I think attempted murder, assault, assault with a weapon, aggravated assault. You know, there's a lot of charges, let alone penalties and suspensions you could hand out for this kind of heinous act. But once again, Jacob Truba gets away. Nothing. He pays five grand maximum under the Players Association's agree- agreement, the CBA. Five grand. I think, like, if you were to do something like, you know, you take the calculator out, you find out how much five grand is worth to Jacob Truba in comparison to the average household income. Maybe he got charged ten bucks, a little ten dollar fine. Maybe like a a minor parking ticket, a parking infraction. Nah. Nah. Just a little five grand. Are you watching it now? I am currently in the trying to watch the video right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happened before the scrum, right? It happened after the scrum. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah. Okay. You saw it? Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Okay. So, listeners, just so you know, Fine. I haven't seen this actually. I don't know why I missed this. So, it's good to have real time reaction on this. Yeah, like. That's a fine, Dave. That's a fine. That's not just a fine. That's a suspension. That's a that's a repeat offender. Fine. It's like it's a new accountability. He swung his stick on speaking reports. It was an accident, but uh, an accident. An accident. Quote unquote. It was an accident. Frederick and I were both surprised, but it can't happen, says the Rangers captain. An accident. That's an accident. He said it was hundred percent accidental. He's like. Oh, God. Okay. Added it was 100% accidental in an off-balance situation, but clearly felt bad and said that he needs to do a better job of controlling his stick there. <laughs> what else was he trying to do? Do you know what he – and did you know the result that came out of it? I think he, Five grand. Yeah, five, five grand suspension. $5,000 fine. Mm-hmm. I have to control my posture and stick. I deserve the fine. Okay. Now – Buddy, you deserve you, time you behind bars. You haven't seen the Bashir McSorley one. It no. was worse. I would look that up. Well, yeah, if Frederick wasn't was... hurt on it. No, no, Bashir was knocked out, hit in the temple. It was bad. It was Bashir came back that year, but it was it was really bad. So that was worse. 
but a, a fine on a repeat offender. The NHL CBA, am I saying that right? No, player safety, CBA, sorry. It's player safety mm-hmm. is not getting their consistency down. That's one thing, right? You have players that are repeat offenders. If Michael Bunting, look at the Leafs playoffs last year. That's all I need to use as an example for things that were missed, for things that were suspension worthy. Playoffs, Dave. Different rule book. Different rule book. You can't Obviously, compare them. But that, but that, but that, that's bullshit, though. You got to have consistency in the season. The playoffs don't. does not change. You, and don't. you don't. And you know it's that. an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten rule as a ref, right? It's like okay, we let things go a little extra here, right? You want to? You want to relate it? You want to relate it to the Leafs and why it's fucking bullshit? Remember sure. Jason Spezza's suspension for retaliating against the Jets? Mm. Remember that he got like four games. The guy's never done anything in his life to get anything from player safety. Not, not he's nothing. Like sportsmanship to a yeah. T. That guy his whole life. Right, and he said, "I've had enough," and retaliates and gets suspended. Jacob Truba, repeat offender, two-hand baseball swings at a guy's head. Yeah, just you know, we take e-transfer. You can write a check. It doesn't matter. Good luck your next game Monday night tonight. Yeah, have fun. Why he wasn't suspension is a joke. Firstly, and when I see that, as how on earth wasn't a suspension laid down is beyond belief. Okay, like it's because he it plays for an original six team in one of the biggest markets in the states, and you need to protect your teams in the states because they got to win the cup. So, Gary Bettman effect. Look, I think it's almost fair to say that I don't agree with a lot of Bettman stuff. We talked about Bettman last year on the show. Well, I I wasn't on that episode. You guys did. You talked about and Avery. Avery was, if everyone knows Avery Roush, Bitter Rivals podcast. They're on anyone and check them out. Avery is a very passionate Lee fan. But he's not a fan of Gary Bettman. That's that's for sure. That's one guy we probably will never get on this pod either. I'm very sure. I would love to, but I feel like the questions I asked him might not let me pod anymore. Uh, but the that's a fine and a suspension, both. And if you're looking at suspension, you know how many games Tr- Frederick wasn't hurt. That's really bad. That, that that's really bad. That's a bad incident. I might get shot for the like. I might get really shot at for this. Ten. He wasn't hurt, so like at the now, if Frederick was hurt, twenty-five plus, but ten game suspension. Why does the player being injured factor into how long a suspension should be? It doesn't, but it does for them. I'm fact. I'm actually mm-hmm. thinking like CBA because they're so inconsistent mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. bullshit uh, mm-hmm. that that they that they don't know consistency if you hit them right in the face. So I'm saying that since he wasn't, and if I'm following the normal CBA, but if I'm, if I'm giving him a suspension right now, that listen, you know how to, everyone's been in scrums and arguments. It doesn't matter. Compare it to apples and oranges. doesn't matter. Scrums, high sticks. Even I have. Arguments. I've been in a scrum before. I only played you two years of hockey. Swing, do you ever swing your stick? Uh, you don't no. Think, I, nah. no, you might swing your stick at the shins, maybe a little tap, not swing, nah. but I mean, hey, want to fight? You know what I mean? Like a little tap. What are you doing? Want to want to fight? That's what that's what you do. I played two years say, of, oh, two years okay. of beer league. I never asked anybody to go me. I can promise you that much. It's beer league. I, I don't believe in fighting in beer league either. I know that's a very very unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it very is. yeah, it is. Everyone that plays men's league against me, I'll be like, okay, I'm in a trip kegger. I guess when we play hockey. Um, but anyways, I got one. The guy. I got one penalty in my two years of playing, so I was pretty clean. I tripped. I tripped a guy yesterday by accident. Actually, mm. by accident, I went by them and I reached for right, reached for the puck mm. and a trip. I didn't get a penalty. I, mm. I, I should have. 
and the one guy on their team thought I did it on purpose and tried mm. to pull me. He said, okay, what are you doing? And this guy's a tough guy, tough mm. guy. No, mm. I know my, I know, I know where I stand in the weight class. And I said, it was an accident. It was an accident. And he laughed about it, but like, he was serious at first, right? Right. But like, it, right. It's, you can that, tell the difference. But then when I said, I, I was, a, I said, mm. okay, okay. But then it seems I, like I, I, in. I had that same moment, but like, look, Dave, you played junior. I played nothing. I played floor hockey in public school. So the goalie was covering the puck and I was going towards the net and I stopped like kind of late because I'm not good at skating or stopping or anything. And the, the defenseman was like behind the goalie a little bit. Huge, man. Like this guy looks like a fucking hall. And he's like, oh, he's like, you're going to fucking do that about goalie? I was like, stop, man. Sorry. I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, oh, okay. No worries, man. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I will say though, I will not back down from a fight. That's one thing. I do. Oh, I will get the ass kicked, but I'll I'll fight. I'll do it. The one penalty I took was my player was going at it with another guy. My player was like way smaller, and he got put in a headlock. And the other player like took his whole weight down and like DDT'd him into the ice. So I just went in there and just I like, kind of like pushed him a little bit, and I got one for being the third man in. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, ref. You're just going to let DDTs fly out here, Jake the Snake Roberts style? <laughs> and then and then I – yeah, literally. That's that's, that's DDP. Diamond Dollar Page. DDP. Yeah, you know, you know DDP? I thought I was old. Yeah. I thought you wouldn't know DDP. That's impressive. Yeah. That's wrestling reference. That's, that's mm-hmm. great. DDT you, is like, different. DDT is like you yeah, got a guy in Yeah. But I did DDP, Diamond Dollar's Page. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if I should mention his name. I thought he had some legal problems. but No, he has a yoga thing that a lot of uh, former athletes really thank him for about, like, reshaping their life and getting mobility back. DDP Yoga. <laughs> that's actually that's a pretty good name. <laughs> that's a good name. I wonder yeah, how a game goes. Oh, I love that. So, Par, we went 32 minutes. We actually didn't have a time. I didn't set a time for this segment. I didn't we didn't really talk about much of anything. We just no. fucking no. went. And that's good. We talked about some news, but there's one thing that I that I'll say. Mm-hmm. We could people are going to ask about the Leafs and Oilers. Look, I'll say something mm-hmm. about the Oilers. Okay. I've won a couple games against bad teams. There's, there's still a mess in Edmonton. Okay, end of story. Toronto, a mess. Look, <laughs> I, I, I I'm trying to be as polite <laughs> as I can because I, I I I can't. I I every year you think of something. Right, you think of optimism. I'm gonna give. I have no no credit against. I look. I'm a, a tree living. What he added and what he did. Look, look. He tried. I'm not saying Dubas. Did. We're not talking about Dubas this episode. That's nothing to do with Dubas. It's tree living. He came in. He got Bertuzzi, right? Domi, Klingberg, Reeves. Reeves' contract was bad, but the other three. All right, I'm gonna bring back Klingberg, offensive guy, power play, second unit with a defensive defenseman, Jake McCabe. Who's that supposed to be? Not working out that way, obviously not. Klingberg now is sent to Roboda Island. <laughs> he's, he's gone. But you got Bertuzzi and Domi. Who you think? All right, Domi grew up a Leaf fan. Grew up. He's gonna be that tenacious guy that he is. Bertuzzi, <laughs> look what he did with Boston last year. I'm thumbs up for Tree Living. I, I am. Uh, he tried. He's he, he's trying. He's actually trying. Do I give Keith thumbs up? No. Look, I like I, I'm Sid Sixero. I I know he's a loud mouth. I I I'm a loud guy too. You mean Breakfast does. Boy? You mean Breakfast Look, Boy? He's, he's good. He's good. I like Sid. Yeah, but Breakfast Boy. He mentioned that Sheldon Keith should not have to keep changing his lines every game. Every game, you got. 
Tampa. They know their lines. Everyone's know their lines. Everything's all, all over the place to keep the accountability for the tenaciousness. Tenacious, tenacity is a better word. Mm-hmm. Let's use that. That, that would be the word. Mm-hmm. That would be the tenaciousness. The tenaciousness. The tenaciousness. <laughs> That's not a word. That's, it might be the it might be the thumbnail. It episode. should be it the be title of this episode the, for sure. Tenaciousness for sure. <laughs> tenacity. Tenacity comes from the accountability of a coach, holding players accountable. Okay. I feel like Keith doesn't have that. I feel like he doesn't have yeah, he that walks back. hold <laughs> at all. At all. He just walks back. Trying, Everything. Bertuzzi's doing better. Domi's got a lot of assists. They're doing all right, right? But people, I get texts about Toronto a lot, right? Fans listen to the show and friends, you know, being a Toronto fan, you hear that. And I don't want to talk about them too much, but it's it's the Chicago, the games that they play is my point. The games that they play because teams they should win, they don't win. Mm. They don't. They never have. They With this core, they haven't. I, it's an expect, expectation. They play better against teams that are better than them in the standings. They beat teams that they probably shouldn't be beating. They lose against teams that they lose against. But do I still consider them a Stanley Cup favorite? Sure. What? They have the rosters. What? No, no, no. They're not. They're not. They're not. I'm not saying that they're going to win the Cup. I'm saying no, you're they saying they're a Stanley Cup favorite. They're top, top 10. I, I don't know. I know they're not top the Top 10 is not a favorite. 10. Number 9 uh, is not a favorite. No, I guess not. I guess not. But they have a team that could win a cup. They have a core that could, that could, let's call them that. They're the best could team that could win a cup. Okay. But you know what Boston has that they don't, do you know what New York has that they don't, do you know who, what Vegas has that they don't? Goaltending. Sure. Defense. That's one thing is defense. But the main thing is a good team. Not, I'm not going to say the word tenacity. I made up a new word today. Tenaciousness. A new word today. They, they, when you watch Boston play, every shift, man, is fucking hard, hard. You're, they're hitting everybody. No one ever, they drive the net. It's heart and tenaciousness. New word of the day, tenacity, okay, for people that are going to chirp. It's a different team, a different field. They don't hold themselves accountable, and they don't play that accountable type game where they play to their abilities. They coast, okay, going up the ice, oh, I missed. Oh, fuck. That's why they have so many. That's why they have so many too many men penalties is because they don't go to the bench quick. Take the time. Literally slow, slow, mm-hmm. and the hair. Everyone's worried about their hair. Pretty. Listen, till Toronto finds that heart. This side, this heart, the heart. Every shift, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. Or second round. Like, let alone the, the season's eighty-two games long, right, Dave? Pretty long, pretty long season. What if you had to, you knew you were on a good team and you knew even if you played below average, you were going to make the playoffs, no doubt. And then you didn't have to go into the corner. You didn't have to fight. You didn't have to do anything. And you knew even if you didn't do any of that, you were still going to make the playoffs. You're going to, you're going to do it. Yeah. Is that bad? Are you, are you Can I be honest? Can I be be honest? Okay. Then let me put it let me put another thing on it then. What if you look over to your left? You're like, oh shit, that guy's getting paid eleven million dollars and he doesn't do that thing. And then you look over to your right, and you're like, oh shit, that guy gets paid a million gets paid eleven million dollars and he doesn't do that stuff either. I'm getting paid one point five million. I'm not gonna do that either. What the hell? It's a, it's almost like the workplace. It's almost like a bad workplace culture. You're right. So what sets a culture? Who can change that? 
there's a few people that could. The GM could. The GM could with the personality brings in. Sure. Mm-hmm. But now I I, think I know what you're getting at. Up. Hmm? Look, I, I, I don't like pointing fingers at a coach. We just talked about fingers going to coaches. But there's two people. Keith Tavares. Wow. You think it's Tavares' fault, eh? You wear that C on your shirt, man. You represent C doesn't stand for captain. It's culture, baby. You are the set the tone. You are the guy. You think Bergeron let guys do that in Boston? You think Taves let the guys do that in Chicago? Well, hold on. No, let's not talk about Chicago for a minute. That's, let's just discard that for a minute. Okay. Well, I was thinking it. Gone. Let's take that out for, for a hot minute. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Stamkos in Tampa Bay, great leader, right? There's guys that are leaders. Tavares is, I think, a good leader. He's liked in the room. I think there's other opportunities for guys to be captains who I think would be better. Oh, Morgan Riley's one. You think Morgan Riley's going to be a better captain? Would be a better captain than Tavares. 100%. I don't think now. I think they should have named him it beforehand, but not now. Okay, good point. I won't disagree with that before because now it's different. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, What's going to change this team? We're talking about, and we're not just talking about Toronto. Yeah, we are talking about Toronto. Yeah, we are. A little bit here. Yeah, we are. Dave, we're Toronto fans. I don't know why we try to, like, pretend we cover the rest of the league. Like, just make this a Leafs segment. Honestly. Honestly. We can make it a Leafs segment, but I like to talk about every other team. I do talk about every other team. I like Columbus. I like to talk about every other team. You like Columbus. I, especially Chirp. I don't like Columbus. I'm going to see them in a couple weeks. I'm going to see the Leafs pretty soon, actually, next week or week after. There you go. There you go. A week from see, Thursday. Yeah. A week from Thursday. So, yeah, next week. Do you want to know a team that surprised me? Okay, I'll wrap up the point because I know you got to go. But let me know this wrap up the point but from a culture perspective. Keith and Tavares. I'm sorry, Johnny. Johnny I think is captain consistent on the ice, but off the ice, there's there's things that he can do that he can command that locker room to do that I don't think he even knows he can do yet. Yeah, I don't know. I think Keith's a good coach. I just think it's time to get yelled at by a different person. And unfortunately, we are going to have to leave it at that due to some connectivity issues and some technical difficulties. We are unfortunately unable to continue the rest of the segment here on the Game Sports Podcast, the top shelf segment, uh, due to Alex and myself having that audio and video and overall connectivity issues. We apologize that we couldn't continue the segment, but I think that is a good point to leave it at where he discussed his last point there about Sheldon Keefe. There's obviously a lot that we got into there. In the entirety of the top shelf segment, heck, let's be honest for a minute. It went 25 minutes over that what we predicted. But that's the joy here on the Game Sports Podcast. We are podcasted. We give you the most electrifying and relative content up until we can't talk anymore. But nonetheless, uh, the... We had to stop the segment right there due to some of the difficulties that we have, but it's fine. It's a blessing because next week we'll have to continue what we didn't get to this week. And that is some more discussion around the entirety of the NHL as well as other leagues throughout North America and even overseas into Europe in terms of hot news into the world of hockey. Nonetheless, we'll make sure that we discuss it next week. Alex will be back on Monday next week. That will be on Monday December the 4th with yours truly and hopefully Dane can actually make that episode so again we apologize to listeners but after Alex's last point we did encounter some technical difficulties there so we could not conclude officially the segment with Alex on screen or through the audio channels but nonetheless Alex was very happy to be a 
come by as he always is and yours truly appreciates his involvement with the game sports podcast and here on every monday well every edition that we need to have him on here on the game. I want to remind you as a listener, viewer, whatever way that you're listening to the Game Sports Podcast, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platform of the game, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, that simple like, that simple follow, the simple rating of five stars goes a long way for us here on the game. Or if you tune in on the 91 Network YouTube channel, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on there. Just get the subscribe button and you'll get notifications about the great episodes at 91N. That's our Powered by 91 Network. And it's great content that it uploads from not just ourselves, but other episodes such as Average Jocks podcast, the Bitter Rivals podcast, the Nordic Institute, Packstack Project podcast. A lot of great content there on the 91 YouTube channel. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe, as I mentioned. And this episode has been sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Sure Seal Incorporated. If you're on the video portion of the show, you would have saw me point up to the calendar. And you may see that this a uh, little bit of a change in setup. Thanks again to Alex Parr for making it look a little bit better and giving me a little bit of tips off air before he came on board. So again, I apologize for the technical difficulties there that we had with this episode, but we had a lot of content there. 42 minutes of talking hockey. That's a lot for you to, to, to absorb, to hear, and we'll have to make sure that we table the rest. It's kind of a blessing in disguise. Table the rest for next week. And again, thank you to Alex for taking the time, as always, to come by. And thank you to you, the listeners, to for being supporters or the viewers for being supporters as well. We will have a Wednesday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. That will be on November the 29th. There will be an opening segment with likely yours truly to open. And it, well, that's subject to, do any, to any changes. But we will have it in the pocket segment on Wednesday as well. And we do plan to have it special edition upload this week as well with James Sabalski, the long-awaited episode upload with James Sabalski, the voice of EA Sports' NHL, and obviously a longtime sports analyst. It was a great episode recorded just a few months ago. We're excited to get that out to you. Nonetheless, Alex will be back on Monday for another Top Shelf segment with yours truly, and hopefully Dane and maybe some others can join for that one to get into some topics we didn't get into today or some new topics I'm sure will be uh, striding across the ice. I don't know if that made sense, but I wanted to try it. Until Wednesday, everybody, I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.